0: Often, black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be Well, Sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well, Sis podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Dunbar. Hey, sis, I've missed you. How have you been? Um, How's life been treating you? And more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? Girl, I had to take a break. I was overwhelmed and I was being such a hypocrite. My body was giving me cues that I was on some BS. (laughs) By the way, I was neglecting her, but I tried to push myself and tried to push through. And I just found myself on the verge of burnout to be honest, I would listen back to some of the episodes and was less than pleased with my intros because I could hear the fatigue in my own voice. And because I wanted to give you my best and really to honor my body as well, I decided to just go ahead and sit down somewhere for a second and just really regroup and just figure it all out and just really rest. So yeah, I'm glad I did that. Because girl, let me tell you, I got a review that had I not prioritized my rest prior that would have sent me spiraling i mean i'm very open to criticism um i i want to get better right so i i please bring on the critiques on how i can do better and provide you with a better show but one of the things that she said was quote you don't put out podcasts on a consistent schedule people in the struggle strive for structure and that was end quote and that she was unsubscribing because of it. And you know what? I completely get it. I, too, love consistency, but I'm in the struggle, too. (laughs) Plus, I'm a one-woman show with kids and a job and a household to run and all that stuff. With that said, I get where she's coming from. It slightly hurt my feelings, but I get it. So I'm committed to bringing you shows on a weekly basis. So every Tuesday, you can expect to hear something from me. Um... Because it's important to me, you're important to me, and I will do my best to make time. However, if there is a week that I skip, please have grace. Please forgive me, work with me, because I I really am trying. It's just that I I do it myself. So sometimes it's it's not possible. Um, You know what else is important to me is... um, Besides like my mental well-being, my physical health. Honestly, the whole last year living through the pandemic, I really put my physical health on the back burner. Not even on the back burner. That thing was not even on the stove. I just did not care for her the way I needed to care for her. I just was trying to get by mentally and that was at a sacrifice to my body physically. So, I finally had my physical um, a few weeks ago, and all of my labs are great and with the normal limits, with the exception of one critical vitamin. And I'm slightly embarrassed to tell you which one, because I'm constantly preaching the importance, the importance of vitamin D. And girl, I am vitamin D deficient again. Um, I was a couple years ago, and I got my act together. I started taking my supplements regularly and getting sun and doing all the things And then I just started slacking again during the pandemic, right? During this past year. So yes, I am vitamin D deficient again. And I know exactly why, besides what I just told you, is because I don't spend a lot of time outdoors and because I got so tired of taking a handful of different vitamins and supplements a day. I mean, I was taking one thing that was a probiotic. I was taking a separate vitamin D supplement. I was taking a, a woman's multivitamin. I was taking um, some other minerals as well. Like I was just doing a, a lot. And when you're in your tip-top shape mentally, those things are fine. Like uh, you, you have a routine that you can trust yourself to implement, right? But when you are just not feeling great, you are depressed, you are anxious, and you are just overwhelmed with life, it's harder to, to bring yourself to take all of the things and to just to be on top of things, right? With that said, today's program is actually brought to you by Athletic Greens, and they are the most comprehensive daily nutritional beverage that I've ever tried. Listen, just one scoop of athletic greens contains 75 minerals and vitamins and whole food source ingredients, including a multivitamin, multi-mineral, probiotic, green, superfood blend, and much more that work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet, increase energy, aid with digestion, and support a healthy immune system without the need to take multiple products or pills because baby i was so sick of that so i am so grateful that athletic greens is now part of my wellness journey it's super convenient filled with quality ingredients and right now athletic greens is doubling down on supporting your immune system during these times they are offering my audience a free year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit my link today. You'll basically never have to buy vitamin D again, and vitamin D is so critical. What I love about their vitamin D is that it is not in the powder form. It actually comes in an oil suspension that is coupled with K2, which makes it more bioavailable. Um, So listen hop on that so simply visit athleticgreens.com slash sis and join health experts athletes and health conscious go-getters around the world who make a daily commitment to their health every day again simply visit athleticgreens.com slash sis and get your free yes free year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs today yeah, so I've been gone for a minute, but I've still been doing a little bit of scrolling. And let's talk about what's on my radar. So if you know me, you know that I'm a tea lover. I think it has something to do with my Caribbean background because growing up, maybe there was a tea for almost every ailment. And as I've grown up, teas are still important for the health benefits. As you know, I stand raspberry leaf tea because it has been that girl for my menstrual cycle. Menstrual pain where? I don't know her. Anyway, um, teas have also become a way that I really love on myself and really indulge myself. And there's this talk about like black girls and luxury. That is how I feel luxurious. There's nothing like the ritual of making myself a warm cup of tea that makes me feel like it. (laughs) <laughs> and my tea taste ranges from the stuff that you can find in local grocery store to the more exclusive blends. So with that said, I have two dope tea... Brands that are on my radar. The first one is called Adjorn Tea House, which is an artisanal loose leaf tea company that offers beautifully unique, superior quality, hand-blended teas that are sustainably sourced from around the world. I was first introduced to um, this tea house maybe... I think around last year, maybe around like Juneteenth, maybe earlier than that, I don't know. But once I found their Instagram page and their website, I fell in love. The packaging, the aesthetic, and the description behind every tea blend is just, you know, it comes from her heart and this is an act of love. And so I'm like, you know what, let me go ahead and purchase several items. And I did. And I have been such a fan. One of my favorites is called Afro Blue, which is described on the site as afro blue is not your typical chai it's a beautiful blend of white peony tea lemongrass and warming chai spices and it's called afro blue because it literally turns blue um, due to the naturally occurring anthocyanin found in the blend listen when i make myself a cup of afro blue mm, top that off with a splash of coconut creamer you can't tell me anybody bougier or more luxurious than me in that moment it's just that good. Um, and I have just been a fan of theirs. They have so many accessories and like different things make your tea experience just heightened. And I've spent um, a, a nice little coin <laughs> on their website. Um, it's to the point where when she announces a launch, I just have to just immediately like scroll through, him and say, I can't, I can't be buying more tea. First of all, I haven't gone through. All of my tea stash. My tea stash is extensive, um, and then all the accessories. I don't want, you know, I don't. I don't like to be teased, and I'm teased in my house for all the tea things that I have. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they are beautiful site. I've linked them down below. Check them out if you're not familiar. Please get familiar. They're awesome. And another tea house that is on my radar is called mothering tea it is actually created by a member of the be well Sis tribe and an amazing supporter of be well Sis named talisha savage mothering tea is a wellness focused tea company based outside of atlanta and aims to help moms reconnect with themselves by prioritizing self-love practices steeped in premium loose leaf teas On their site, which is also linked below, Talisha says, Steeping tea, journaling, moving my body, and breathing deeply became a daily routine. This routine led me to finding joy. I wanted to help moms recreate this in their kitchens too. Listen, I don't know her in real life, but I've been following her on Instagram before her launch, and it's just been so beautiful to watch her grow and see how passionate she is about creating something special for you and creating these teas. I played myself by now ordering sooner, but I just hit my order and I can't wait to dig in. Please follow and shop both of these Black women-owned companies. Their social media pages and websites are tagged below. we are exploring decolonizing wellness and i think one of the ways we can do so is by how we raise our children many of us were raised by parents who may have loved us and wanted the absolute best for us but who caused harm by their rigid approaches to parenting how many of us are currently working to heal our inner child to undo some of the damage done by those who are closest to us and whom we love the most things like corporal punishment the expectation of perfection, and inflexibility are, to me, all consequences and relics of colonialism. Honestly, before I had children, I had a very rigid idea of what parenting looked like. I just knew the type of mother I would be and the type of children that I would have. And then I met them. (laughs) And I realized that these beings are their own. I don't own them. My purpose isn't to create them into what I believe they should be. I'm just here to guide them, to give them the best of myself, to provide them with safety, and to help them reach their full potential. I've let go of so many expectations. The only one that I'm steadfast on is that we must operate in kindness and love and that we must give each day our best efforts. That's it. I also thought that the mother-child relationship is one-sided, that I'd be doing all the teaching and just teaching them so many things about life and themselves. And again, I was so wrong. (laughs) My kids have taught me so much about myself. They've exposed some of my flaws and have shown me by example, true forgiveness, understanding, resilience, and how beautiful it is to stay curious about the world around me with that said I'm so happy to share this conversation with you it's actually an excerpt from an interview that I did with Noah Noah is my six-year-old and for months this child has been begging me to be on the show he wanted to be um, interviewed too so I'm like all right fine so let me interview you I interviewed the boy and he gets camera shot because this one is recorded for my Patreon. Oh yes, Be Well Sis has officially a Patreon page. So for the sake of time, I'll be sharing only an excerpt of the full interview during the show. For To see the full interview, sign up for the Be Well Sis Patreon. Yes, I said Patreon. <laughs> this video is available at the tribe and inner circle levels. Head on over to patreon.com slash to join the community. Because for over a year now, you've been hearing my perspective and I want to engage with you. There, I'll be giving you behind the scenes glimpses of creating the podcast along with journal prompts, guided meditations, and a monthly inner circle where we'll gather and have a focused discussion on a particular topic. I'm also working on facilitating workshops by our guest speakers. As part of the launch, the first 10 patrons to sign up at the tribe or inner circle level will get a one-on-one virtual tea or coffee date with me where we can work out whatever your self-care or wellness pain point is. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash sis. Now let's get back to it. Here is a glimpse into the mind of my love muffin, Noah. Um, Like I said, the boy was asking me for months to be on the show. He finally... Gets to be on the show and has a bit of stage fright. <laughs> Here we go. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, that would be to that would be to manipulate people with my mind. Well, dang. Okay, And that's okay. What makes you feel loved? Mm, you. I make you feel loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do I do that makes you feel loved? Uh You care for me. You do stuff for me. Here's one thing you shouldn't be doing over and over again, which is cleaning up after me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of cleaning up after you or anybody for that matter, but it's okay,
1: though. It's... I'm not a fan of cleaning up after Aiden because he dropped everything.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so for today's episode, I am so, so happy to share this episode with you, to share this conversation with you on conscious parenting. I got a chance to sit down with Kristen, who is a mother, wife, yogi, meditation guide, and so much more. She is a proponent of mindfulness, especially enraging our children, and has provided such great insight on, on, on mothering and I'm so so happy to share this conversation with you so without further ado let's get into the convo thanks again for joining I'm so so glad you're here be well sis okay so today I have one of my favorite people on with us I met her through Instagram and she's like my real my friend in real life now so I'm so grateful to have Kristen on the show with us today how are you
1: I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Yes. And we're doing good today. It's been a great day. Um, you know, we had a little bit of weather in Houston, but uh, we're bouncing back and uh, it's been a good day with the kids. As you know, I stay at home with them. Um, so thankfully yeah. my partner's taking over right now. It's nice. I have the chance to sit down and talk to you. So I appreciate yeah. you having me.
0: Oh, thank you. Um, I'm really excited to talk to you um, about mindful parenting. You talk a lot about it on Instagram, just mindfulness in general, but I think you have a a unique take on mindfulness as a parent. And I think that because a lot of us are newly home with our kids, it's a lot, Um it's a lot. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, mindful parenting has been coming up a lot. For me, I've been noticing it more in the past like six months to like a year. It's not something that I knew of before. So, for those of us who don't know, like, what does mindful parenting mean to you, at least?
1: So, mindfulness in general is the state of being aware, of being conscious, of being present. So when applied to parenting or mothering, it's being aware and conscious and engaged while mothering your children. In a simple term, it's about being with your children when you're actually with them. (laughs) So when I say that, you're being present and you're being engaged. You're allowing space for growth and learning for the two of you. So you take on a mindset that isn't just one of guidance for your children, but you're also being guided and growing in that relationship and that union with them. Um, I like to say that this is asking why, why you're doing things, what's the purpose, what's the reasoning, and checking in with yourself just as you're checking in with them. Mm.
0: Oh, you said so many things there that I like want to touch on. Um, I guess I'm thinking about my own experience as a parent. I, when I was pregnant with my first, I was like trying to figure out what kind of mom I wanted to be. Right? Like I read about like I think there's like tiger moms, like helicopter parents, like all the type of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I didn't see mindful come up. Um, I think I slowly started to try to be mindful, just intuitively thinking about like the things the way I was raised, how some things I love. And some things, not so much, right? Um, The one thing that I like that you touched on is asking questions as to, like, why we do things. And I'm realizing that there's so many things that we do that we just do with no damn reason behind it. Like, no explanation. And my six-year-old is always asking, well, "Well, why? Well, why?
1: Well, why? (laughs) And and now I have to answer him, you know? Um, Right. Yeah. And there was a time, you know, when we were growing up, a lot of us... And our parents, while might have been well-intended, maybe didn't know their impact. But when we asked why, it was, I'm the parent I told you to. Yep. End of the conversation. Yep. You know? And so I understand sometimes things are for safety. Sometimes there's really good reason behind that you might not be able to get into it and explain completely to a six-year-old. But by allowing some explanation of sorts, they start to connect as to why they're doing things, you know, so that these things are lasting as opposed to, I told you so there's not as much backing there. It doesn't allow them to start connecting logic and consciousness in themselves as to why you clean the house, why you pick up after yourself, you know, and why you want to take care of your toys. So I think for me, you know, and you said intuitive, I believe in intuitive parenting, and that could be considered mindful parenting. Also, another uh, trending parenting style that coincides with mindful parenting would be respectful parenting. This idea that if you want to promote getting respect from your kids, you're going to give respect to your kids as autonomous human beings who are exploring, just like you would anybody else you come in contact with who's an adult,
0: that's one thing that I I struggled with in the beginning was um, a lot of things I wanted to do, I wanted to do them because that's how I was raised, right? For example, like spanking and all that. And then I came across some article or maybe it was something on Facebook and we're like, how the general idea was that, how are you going to you you have to treat your children the same way you treat another adult human essentially yeah they don't have the life experience and they don't know a lot but they're still actual full-on autonomous beings you know um right. the same way if somebody like came over my house and I like, broke a glass at my house I wouldn't yell at them or I wouldn't like hit them same thing with my kids you know have that same respect and yeah it's um How were you raised? Like, were you raised where, like, the way you're parenting your children?
1: Mm -hmm. So I would say that my parents were on the progressive side of traditional parenting. And I believe when I look across the board and I talk to many of the other women specifically who are mothering, who are my age, they echoed the same thing, that there were still some of those old school patterns laced within but my parents were trying to implement some different styles uh, than their own parents might have done, you know. But it takes multiple generations sometimes to completely weed through those patterns that are very stuck. Yep, and. I, like you, appreciate the way that they parented me because ultimately that's why I am the way I am. But it's also why I can speak from a space where I want to continue to eradicate any of the unhealthy patterns that might have gone on. You know, I believe that a huge part of mindful parenting is healing yourself, okay? Because I think we feel sometimes if we don't rein it in a possession over our children and we become so obsessed with how they're acting because we believe that it in some way reflects who we are. And so we look for our validation from if they behave this particular way. And that's how we gauge sometimes our grade as a parent So I think by allowing yourself to release if you can or encouraging other mothers in my classes to release some of that control that they feel over the outcome or over how their children are acting at the family's house or in the grocery store and so on and so forth, Um, then they're able to parent more fluidly. And they are seeing that they're not as triggered. They're able to be from a space that is of higher self or pure guidance. And they treat their children in the way that I think is appropriate to treat a child, you know, and not having as high of expectations of these little humans who are trying to deal with really big emotions.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ooh, you said a word. Um, one of the reasons that I became committed to going to therapy was I'm like, I need to be a better me in order to be the best mom I could possibly be. Um, I can't be a like a fragmented human and try to raise a whole human. You know what I mean? So I'm like, that's one of the reasons why I'm like so like. Set on trying to be as best as I can be, even though it's uncomfortable. Um, like my own growth makes me uncomfortable sometimes. I just have to do it for the people that are, that I'm raising, right? Um, and I think a lot of the times you you touch on it was we are we project, you know, um, onto our kids, or we're so obsessed with like the gaze of strangers, the gaze of our family members, or the gaze of others in how our children are reacting that we focus on them and not necessarily on the child themselves. And it's so unhealthy. It doesn't help the the relationship that you have with your kid too. And I'm no expert.
1: (laughs) Hey, me neither. And that's what I was going to say is this is a subject that if somebody is listening and it's heavy on their heart, you know, I just encourage therapy you know, or some type of therapeutic modality, because ultimately when I look at myself and I become clear on some things, okay, a lot of the validation that I'm seeking for my children or how they're acting is rooted in a uh, fear of rejection or a fear of disapproval, right? And so these are triggers that I'm starting to understand about myself. And by identifying the triggers you become the powerful parent I feel that many people want to be because you can identify. All of us are going to go through cycles of being triggered, but it's how we cope with being triggered, you know?
0: Absolutely. Um, Yeah, so, so good. Um, (laughs) So one thing, okay, so for those of you who don't know, um, Kristen is a parent of two, and your youngest is six months, seven
1: months? So he is uh, four, about to be five months.
0: Oh, wow. I really aged him. Sorry.
1: (laughs) I felt like you had him. It's so funny.
0: I'm as weird right now.
1: Oh, no, it's totally fine. I go through day to day with him and it feels like he's been a part of our family since it started.
0: Yeah, it's is so that?
1: interesting.
0: Yeah. It's so,
1: yeah. yeah, you probably understand it feels like it couldn't just be four or five months, you know, because yeah. when you meet your kids, you feel like you've known them. Right, they've already, always been there. Yeah, yeah. Yes.
0: Um, And then your oldest is two, right? Mm-hmm. So, how is it for you navigating motherhood of two littles who are pretty dependent on you still? Mm-hmm especially in a pandemic where um, our support systems aren't what they used to be because of social distancing and all that good stuff.
1: Right. So it's challenging and it's wavy. Every day is different. And my friend and I were talking on the phone a couple of weeks ago and we had really stopped attaching positive and negative, or rather good or bad days so we won't use that title. It's not a bad day. Maybe we had a bad moment. Maybe we had, or we've had an unproductive couple of hours or something like that, you know, um, but not wrapping ourselves up in the day and scoring it, you know, um, allowing there to be really wonderful positive moments within that day that make that day overall a day, <laughs> you know, it doesn't have that. to always be. Yeah, it doesn't have to always be. I think that wraps back into my parenting because you're present so you can enjoy the moment where your child lit up about getting their blueberries or about getting their snack. And you don't have to label it a quote unquote bad day because you've had a 10 minute tantrum, you know, yeah. um, because I think a lot of our energy, how we react to things and continue to react is a chain. And so if you decide, well, now it's a bad day off of a bad moment, surely that's going to be manifested and come to fruition. Um, So it's challenging. Like I said, it's wavy. If you are with kids and I'm a stay at home mom, if you're with kids for any amount of time and they get comfortable, it can be wavy. They feel grand highs and then they, you know, feel very low lows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, with me practicing mindful parenting, it's about bringing the calm when they feel chaotic. Mm -hmm. It's not about joining in on that chaos. Yeah. So a lot of my parenting now transitioning into two more so than even just having one is fluidity. Mm. I've had to learn about fluidity and about grace Mm -hmm. and allowing space For things to change. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: It makes perfect sense. Listen, I feel like the greatest lesson that my oldest taught me was just that, like, you can plan all you want, but this is what's going to be, you got to be flexible. Like, that has been, like, the greatest lesson that he's taught me that, because I'm a planner. I like to have things done a certain way, but he's just like, okay, like, that's, that's cute. is what we're going to do.
1: <laughs> right, right. Like, I appreciate you trying, but, right, you know, and like, yeah, and really, they need no harm. But Mm -hmm. you can have a grandiose day plan, these things you're going to do. And if it doesn't fit into the whole vibration of the day, then it's not really going to be as beneficial as you once thought it to be. So you pivot and you change uh, what's on schedule or what's on tap. And that's okay. So I believe before I had kids, I got wrapped up in, maybe an idea of things Mm -hmm. and that's easier to navigate as a single woman. Yeah. But as with children, I leave space because it's not just about me, right? There is a relationship that I have with my children Mm -hmm. and you have to ask yourself, okay, if I ask them, Hey, do you want to do this? Or we're going to go to the market. Do you want to go? Sure. If you have to get groceries, take them to the market with you. But if they don't really feel like going, they voice that, and it's not a necessary or a necessity, rather, mm-hmm. then maybe let it go. Do it yeah. after you, know. Do it. Do it when you have some free time. And you know, I know some people are probably listening along. Like, I don't want my kid to control all the things. And da da da. Because I, I was in that boat, especially when I first had Anaya. I had a thought, um, but ultimately. If you can look at your child like a friend in some ways, if you asked your friend, Hey, do you want to go to the park? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? And they said, well, no, no park or no, I don't want to do that. Just like your child would, would you force them to go? You know, if you're not invested, if it's not a necessity, would you force them to go? Um, I think sometimes we are very wrapped up in control mm-hmm. when it comes to our children. Yep. Um, and sometimes I wonder if it's as advantageous as letting go a little bit.
0: You know? it, it, I definitely. am going to say no. <laughs> we'll go out on the limb <laughs> and say no. I um. I read something that said, you know, a lot of you um treat your kids. N- Like, are really authoritarian to your children and don't have a relationship with your kids for 18 years, then all of a sudden you want them to be your friend. How? Hey, sis, have you signed up for the Be Well Sis newsletter yet? Oh, you have? Okay, well, have you left a five-star rating? and review on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't, you're breaking my heart, but it's okay, it's not too late. If you found this conversation to be helpful in any way, subscribe, follow, leave a rating, and a brief review. And as always, all of the links to today's guests are found in the episode description below, so please keep up with them on their socials and find out more about them on their websites. Thanks again for joining. Okay, now let's get back to the conversation. Be well, sis. Nice.
1: And there's a space to enforce rules. Okay, there's a space to enforce rules because I don't want to lose anybody here. There is a space to have rules in your house and regulations and quote unquote laws. And if they don't follow the familial laws, then yes, you need to make sure you're correcting and redirecting. All of those things are very important, you know, but ultimately, And I know some people like, you know, I'm not your friend. I'm your parent. But like you said, most kids grow up to be adults and they live much more of their life as adults than they did that child that you were parenting, you know, so don't you want to get them prepared for that? That's what we're here for. I try to parent from a space where in 10, 15 years, my my children feel like they can come to me and tell me transparently what's going on, which I think you touched on with your children as well when we were talking earlier. I feel that that, for Rodney and I, is something that's very important. Um, So whenever I'm talking with them at this point, whenever I'm communicating with them at this point, I try to keep that in mind. And it's one of the things, one of the healing questions that I really had to ask myself was if the adults in my life held transparent or held space for my transparency.
0: Yeah. Not in you mine.
1: <laughs>
0: not in mine. And
1: us, <laughs> yeah. And most of us have stories where, you know, that was not acceptable. There was a certain line, right? <laughs> I'll be yep. honest and then I'll be deceptive, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And I think I was talking to one of my friends about this too, was, that we actually believe that children naturally lie, but I actually believe that many of us teach our children from a young age that they need to be deceptive to yes. be accepted. Yes, <laughs>
0: you know? yes, absolutely. Um, I feel like I get a lot of my like parenting things from Twitter. <laughs> um, seeing like what people in our generation tweet about their parents, I'm just like, oh, I don't want that. Um, But somebody said the same exact thing. Somebody said that I'm a liar because I knew that I couldn't be honest. So I learned to lie really, really well. So I knew what my parents wanted. So I would show them that facade and then be doing whatever I wanted to do, like, you know, behind their backs or whatever. So yes, yes.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I believe a lot of us have stories that are similar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I want to teach my children and there is a podcast called Unruffled and it's all about respectful parenting. Mm. And I was listening to an episode because right now I'm centering myself on sibling relationships and how to bring mindful parenting into sibling relationships and how to start building that up mm. with consciousness and awareness is the communication between the two of them because I believe it's something that needs to be taught. It's not necessarily something that's come naturally. Is how to communicate with another human, uh, your siblings, but not by choice that you're that close to this person so finding ways to bring that idea into their relationship too and plant those seeds with them so she was talking about that her older daughter started to have a little bit of aggressive tendencies to the younger daughter and she would say things like you know mom me i i want to push her or i want to hit her you know and as opposed to having a huge re- reaction like oh, no, mm-hmm. you know, no, mm-hmm. you don't, that's, you know, that's awful. Or having that type of visceral reaction, which would be very easy for us to have, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not my baby. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, but she said that she used one, one word, and it was profound, was, wow. Y- wow, you feel that way. And just kind of recanting back to them. Wow, you feel like harming your little sister, or wow, you feel like you're harming your little brother. You feel that way and just allowing space for them to go off that and it's tell same, you more. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Because a lot of what they're experiencing as toddlers, and I'm talking a lot about toddlers, but I'm sure it could be applicable when teenagers start to feel, you know, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. um, you know, is starting to feel things for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, we can take ourselves back to that space is overwhelming. Yeah. Right. All these big emotions and even sometimes still. Right. I mean, we all have dealt with disappointment over and over and over again. But still, when you don't get that job, you're you might cry. Heartbroken. Right. You might, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's still hard to deal with these emotions. We've met many times. So think Mm -hmm. about meeting these emotions for the first time when you feel like aggressive towards somebody. Yeah. Sometimes you might feel out of control and that's hard to handle. Yeah. You know, so not as much being like i said attached to changing behavior well not even changing behavior i'm sorry changing feelings mm-hmm. right you want to change the behavior but not the feelings yeah and saying wow you're feeling this way that sucks <laughs> you know right, being, right you know maybe not saying it in those words but feeling that with them yeah being empathetic with them as opposed to being so bent on manipulating and controlling
0: yeah you know Mm. it's um, making me think about my situation with my two because now the little one is all up in the older one's space like whatever <laughs> toy he's playing with he wants to play with it too like he doesn't play video he doesn't know how to play video games he wants to like because the older is doing it he wants to do it too which is annoying and I'm just watching the dynamic see I'm an only child right so this is all new to me oh wow <laughs> yeah so I'm just like dang he really is irritating like i see him already just being like this a pest just to be a pest you could tell he like loves and like admires his older brother but he's like also in the way you know what i mean right Um, yeah and and my older one reasonably gets frustrated and sometimes he actually will like push him and i my reaction is not great. It's like, stop it. Why are you doing that? But you're right. Just a wow would make him at least stop and be like, oh, I should think about that next time. Or yeah, absolutely. there could have been a different way to do this. So,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely. Good. And what I'm starting to like really digest is that, you know, I mean, we got spankings for having physical altercations, my brother mm-hmm. and I did. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to ask myself, how much sense does it make that you're physically punishing someone
0: for putting for their hands physical? on somebody else? Yep.
1: Yep. <laughs> so that's one thing, one dynamic I don't want to bring into our relationship with our kids, specifically yeah. when it comes to the inner sibling dynamic. dynamic. Yeah. I would like to find better ways, you know, uh, to to get my point across and to change their behavior. yeah. Um, And like I said, changing behavior, but not necessarily trying to change their feelings.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're so good. So dope. Um, So tell me (laughs) where can the people find you (laughs) on the internet?
1: So uh, I'm most active, on social media you can find me on instagram at kristen victoria hannah uh you can also find me on facebook as well i am part of a group on clubhouse mm-hmm. uh, on wednesday nights called collectively mom which is where i sit down and talk with other other moms as well the group mm-hmm. of us and we talk about uh different topics like this yes. and um you know, always feeling free to DM or message me. I have a mindfulness business of sorts. I don't know if I would call it that, but a mindfulness practice of my own that I enjoy sharing with other people. Let's just say that much. Yes. And uh, I lead yoga and meditation, as you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm starting to get into, you know, writing more often and sharing those writings and journal prompts with other people so that they can get their thoughts going as well.
0: I love it. And I will link all of that in the show notes below, as well as on the blog. Um, But before we go, I always ask two, um, two questions. So the first question is, what is a book that you'd recommend? And it could be about anything at all. Parenting, not parenting, anything.
1: Okay. So there's many, but because we are talking about parenting and mindful parenting, I'll stick with that subject and I'm reading this book right now so I'm in the midst of it but raising your spirited child uh, okay. just the children that are what they say in the book as quote-unquote more so everything is more for them they're more celebratory maybe experiencing more drama you know they have a big stage right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I I'm enjoying that book because it's it's, it was written a couple of decades ago, but it actually infuses some of the same ideals as mindful and respectful parenting within mm-hmm. on how to redirect. And it would really be applicable even for the children that aren't necessarily defined as spirited. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just has some really, really good gems in there. So I've been enjoying that.
0: Nice. I will link that as well in the show notes. And then the last question is, what's something that's brought you joy in like the last few days or last week?
1: So one thing that has brought me joy because we have lived away from family for almost a decade now and we just moved back to Houston in June or July. Mm-hmm. One of the two sometime this summer. Right. And we see whatever. What are months during 2020? Listen, it's all a
0: blur. <laughs> it's one big month, one long month.
1: <laughs> Seriously. So we have not lived by family. And you know, we had electricity power outages and water outages in Houston. And my mother-in-law ended up having power and water the entire time. So we packed up the kids and went to her, her her house. And for me, it was a lot of joy to see our children interacting with their grandparents so closely and for so long, because we haven't had that previously before we moved here. So it was just really nice to have that cohesion and having some breakthrough conversations even, you know, at the dinner table about parenting, which was amazing, and about uh, different different things that have happened or different ways that we want to heal in order to parent our children and just having such a transparent conversation goes so so very well it was to me monumental yeah it was monumental and she's such a wonderful lady and it was it was really nice to have those family times to wake up and have breakfast together just things you wouldn't normally do
0: yeah yeah as I've um Gone through my journey as a as a mom, I realized how so, so important it is for our kids to have that village. Not only the kids, actually, that we need that village in general. I I just don't believe in just the nuclear family because we did it when we were in Chicago. It was just me, my husband, and my first at the time. And it was tough. It's really, really hard by yourself. And I I just, it made me feel like this is not natural. It's not how it's supposed to be. It's how it is because of life in America. But it just didn't feel like, it felt so much harder to parent um, when it's just the two of you. It's, we just need the, 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 community you know yeah, um we do
1: we need something collective yeah. i love that you said that and it's for the children and then like you said for the parents too yes That's so important
0: <laughs> yes yes that like you know some if it's just the nuclear family like date nights are a thing of the past especially when you have little kids you know um right. I was very and still am very particular about about who I leave my children with. So we barely had any date nights. My mother in law um, at the time she would fly from Jersey to give us a weekend so we can be like alone, and that was like a lot, you know. Just of course, and yeah. it's just I'm just so grateful for it because it's tough, yeah. yeah and another absolutely. thing that I think about is um, as you're raising your kids don't forget about your partner you know because 18 years will go by fast quote that's what they say right and you don't want that you've been so focused on your children that you forget about your partner now that you have an empty nest right. if they leave at 18 now it's like all right so who are you like
1: you know what yeah. i mean <laughs> I don't know you.
0: Like, right absolutely. exactly
1: <laughs> and I will say for the moms out there that I'm sure there's many moms who are going to listen to this who might live away from family. So when we did live away from family, one of the tips that I had was when you are pregnant, if you're in that stage, getting involved in mom groups and starting as Soon as possible, you know, our birthing class. Get numbers of people you connect with because ultimately, when you get launched into motherhood, okay, yeah, into a yep. new life, a new perspective. It's a huge transition. You're gonna have people to laugh with and cry with about it. And I'm a huge proponent. Uh, I'm a huge proponent of like actually having mom friends too. I have single friends too who add a wonderful layer to my tapestry, okay, Mm -hmm. on parenting, give me a fresh view, Mm -hmm. but it's so nice to be able to exhale and let go with my mom friends, Mm -hmm. you know, you included, where Mm -hmm. you can laugh about things, and you actually identify with them, and even if you have older kids, you know, getting involved in whatever your kids are involved in, and meeting other moms or dads who, you know, you can connect with, because yeah. it's a totally different vibe When you're hanging out with kids And you also have a friend to hang out with
0: Yes, you know? <laughs> yes, yes <laughs> It um, is different It definitely does And my older one He is the complete opposite of me He's, um, I'm very introverted He is just very full of life Like if he meets you once You guys are friends Like best friends And that's just how he's been So before the pandemic Like he was involved in like different sports and stuff And, mm-hmm. um because of him, like he would, like, make friends and invite people over or, or like, make dates. Like, hey, mom, we're going to do this next week. And I'm just like, all right, I guess we are. Um, yeah. But because of his personality, I got to meet, um, like, different parents. And it's just nice for me because my child is a spirited child. Um, yes. <laughs> was just realizing, oh, he's not the only one and he's going to be okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because I'm just like, it's... Is this is this all right? Like, should should I be concerned? And other parents would be like, "No, mine is just like that too. Like, it's Absolutely. fine, girl. You good?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yes. There's so much reassurance and peace yes. and ease in talking with other yes. other transparent mothers. Yes, you know, and parents key. and parents, but yeah, transparent. Yeah, keyword. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and uh, if I had anything else to add to the conversation of mindful parenting or parenting with a greater sense of awareness is surrender Mm. surrender you know surrender over some of the control let go of some of the need to know and surrender and enjoy
0: Uh, oh that is beautiful Oh, thank you so, so much, Kristen. I had such a good time yes. talking to you, so as always. You, you always you, have girl. so much, such <laughs> insightful things to say. You just don't talk to talk. You talk like <laughs> with purpose, and I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, my
1: goodness. I appreciate you. I you for all the
0: all right. Thanks again for tuning in to the Be Well Sis podcast. For more information on anything you've heard on the show, please visit www.thebewellsis.com. I'm looking forward to chatting again soon, but in the meantime, be well, sis.